Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Let's just go to him about the word. Father, we're grateful for this opportunity to gather tonight around your word. Lord, we honor the word with, with utmost uh, reverence, and we thank you that your word is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide between what's going on in our soul and what's going on in our spirit, so that we see clearly and not so that we can just say that we see, it's so that we can do something about it, Father. And so, Lord, we just ask for revelation knowledge a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding will be flooded with light tonight because we declare it to be so, and you, your word says it so. So we thank you for it and just give them the thanks. Father, we thank you. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Michael. Praise God. Aren't you grateful for our music team and and our uh, our ushers, come on, somebody! Our security team, our our uh, our light department, our our video department, amen. Our sound department, and I don't know about you, but I'm especially thankful for the kids departments. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Glory to God! We've got an awesome work team and and helps team around here, and and we're not at capacity. So if you've got something stirring in your heart about a department, go see that department director. Find out what it takes to get qualified. Qualify yourself. Well, I don't agree with the qualifications. Well, guess what? Did the Lord call you here? If he did, he called you to serve here. So get yourself qualified. Jump on in. Roll your sleeves up. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyway, that's not my message, but... It'll preach anyhow. Uh, I'm going to um, pick up what I, where I left off uh, last time I ministered. Um, I, I talked about abide, abiding, amen, abiding in him. And, and I've been in John chapter 15 for the better part of about three or four months, um, just going and pouring over what the Spirit of God has been saying to me. Because how many of you know uh, God's got a lot to say about the Scriptures, even if you've been over them a time or two or three or four or five. Maybe you've, maybe you've been in John 15, but, I, well, Good, I expect that I'll say some things tonight that you haven't heard, and I expect to say some things that I didn't say last time, because God's got some things to say, amen. And I'm thankful for that. His word never runs dry. Mm. Amen. When we go to his word and our hearts are open and we're hungry, amen, he'll speak. He'll reveal, amen. A spirit of wisdom and revelation isn't just confined to the church house, amen. It it's also follows you to your house. I said it's not confined to the church house. It follows you to your house if you'll believe and expect it to. Glory to God. And you can have the same kind of revelation that bubbles up out of the Word on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday that you do when you come in the church house on Wednesday and Sunday. Glory to God. And God actually expects that because He he has implanted in His Word life and revelation. Glory to God. And then He sent His Holy Spirit, to the revealer of truth, to come alongside that Word and make it 
alive to us, glory to God, so that it, so that it begins to do some surgery on us, glory to God, and, and, and divide between what's going on in the soul and what's going on in the spirit, glory to God, because those things are, are, are tied up, and, and sometimes we need the word of God to decide what's going on in me, amen. I've got this sense, and I've got this, this stirring, and I've got that. Well, the Word of God is there as a, as a surgeon's knife to show you the separation of the things that your soul's saying and what your spirit's saying. I mean, you know, that's important, and, and, and Pastor is doing a fantastic job uh, talking about renewing the mind because we can get our souls wrapped up in some things that God's really got nothing to say about or do about. But our souls are tied to it, and so it feels like it's important and it's God. But it can feel that way but not be that way. Come on. Don't look at me so holy. I know some of y'all been there because I've heard your testimonies. <laughs> and I know your life. Glory to God. Um, and so I know some of y'all been there just like me where your soul gets wrapped up in something and you can get excited about it. You can, you can even have energy for it and you can have passion for it, but it may not be God. And then you're spinning your wheels and putting your energy and posting on Facebook and, and uh-oh, and doing all these things about things that, that God's not really saying or doing. And what have we done? We've just built more hay that's going to get burned up. It's more stubble. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to reduce the stubble pile and add to the silver and gold and the precious things. Glory to God. Uh, uh, because, because when the day declares it, you know, the Bible says the day will declare our works and the things that were no good. You know, he's not going to guilt us about it, but they will be burned up. It, and we will, we will regret that we didn't add more to the silver and the gold and the precious stones, right? And so I, uh, I'm trying to get rid of the stubble. Amen. Uh, my wife, she doesn't like stubble on my face. You know, she likes me to stay clean shaven. If you ever wonder why I don't grow a beard, uh, the first reason is because I can't grow a good one. I'm not like my daddy in that way. Um, but uh, the second reason is my wife doesn't really like a beard on me, and so she doesn't even like uh, the stubble. So my wife is like Jesus. She's not interested in the stubble. She wants the clean, refined, Amen. So praise God. It's just one of the many ways my wife calls me up higher. Hallelujah. Um, let's get into the word. Um, John chapter 15, verse 1, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. I am the true vine. If there's a true vine, I'll just do a little recap on some of the other points. If there is a true vine, then there are also false vines. I said, if there's a true vine, then there's also false vines. And in fact, we were just talking about some of those false vines that can vie for our attention and our connection. And when we don't recognize what's true and what's false, then what happens is, is we start drawing life out of things that don't have any life to give. And how many of you know when you start drawing life out of things that don't have any life to give, you start ending up dry, shriveled? You know, I tried to plant some um, some roses in pots uh, around around my office at the house, and I was just, I man, I bought, you know, I went and bought ten roses, and and I planted them, and they looked all wonderful and great for about six days. And I don't know what happened to them. I watered them. Maybe I watered them too much. I'm not uh, great with 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 plants. 
But what happened was, is one by one, those things started drying up. And what was a beautiful, uh, fragrant plant, very quickly, because whatever, I don't know if I got the wrong soil or didn't feed it the right thing or what, thank God I know how to feed my spirit, because uh, uh, this rose, these roses began to dry up, and what was once beautiful in a short term, because they, I took them out of the pot that they were in and put them in my pot, Sometimes we're putting our, our roots down in our own pots. We pulled them out of the pot Jesus had put them in. We pulled them out of the Word, and we've got them over here. We pulled them out of, out, out of, out of uh, being, being where God's asked us to be or doing what God's asked us to do, and we, and we put them in our own little pot, our own pot of frustration, our own pot of aggravation, our own pot of, uh, uh, of being, being fearful, of where the world's going, fearful of, hmm, should I even go there? Being fearful of, of who's, who's in the office, being fearful of, come on, we got to pay attention to where our roots are at. Because if our roots are in fear, you know, I remember I was praying in the Holy Ghost about a situation, and it was, it was, it was a national situation. I said, Lord, you know, I'm praying about this, and this, is, this isn't going the way that I thought it would. And, and I asked him, I said, what's going on? He said, I said, is the church praying enough? He said, the church is praying enough quantity, but too many of the church is praying in fear. How many of you know fear-filled prayers don't get the job done? But fear-filled prayers come out of having our roots plugged into the wrong thing. Fear-filled prayers come out of our roots being, being in a place drawing from things that are not the Word of God. Like the Scripture uh, pastor read this morning, the answer is in Jesus. The truth is in Jesus. The truth, the answers are in the Word of God. And if our roots are not being plugged down and deep into Him and into what He's asking us to feed on, amen, don't you know that God will direct you of things to feed on in different seasons? Anyone been there? You like you like me right now? I'm in John chapter 15, and I'm feeding on that. I'm feeding on that every day, almost it seems like. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, how much can I get out of out of these these 17 verses in the first part of John chapter 15? And the Lord says, go back. There's more to be seen. There's more to be heard. There's more to to draw. And well, how many know is if I even if I pull out of that and start trying to draw into a different place of the scripture, I can still get some good things, but I won't get what God was asking me to draw on in that season and you might be draw listening or drawing from from some something some podcast or, or or some youtube channel or or something just make sure it's where god's saying to draw from in this season because if not you'll actually start drawing things that don't belong to you right now are we mature enough to hear this tonight You'll be, begin to draw from things that don't belong to you right now that God's not interested in you drawing on. And how many of you know testing comes because of the word's sake? So do you want to draw on some things that God isn't leading you in and now you are accountable for some word that you weren't even supposed to hear yet? Well, you know, pastor's not going fast enough. I've heard all this. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. Oh. <laughs> Let me just talk for a second about the pastoral anointing. 
pastor's not here, so I can I can say this without you know him thinking like I'm just trying to ramp him up or anything. I'm not. But the pastoral anointing is a gift to keep you safe. You know, the prophet's anointing, it causes you to, to get excited and to, and to be inspired. Um, you know, the apostle, the apostle builds, and, 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 you know, I could go to the evangelist. He's, he's all about souls. And, and we need all the gifts because they're all gifts for the body, right? Jesus gave them, so we need them all. I'm not, uh, and, but, but the pastoral gift is specifically anointed to keep you safe. Why is that? Because we need to be kept safe. We need to be kept safe. And there's a grace upon, I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but it's, it seems good. Uh, uh, there's a grace upon our pastors to keep us safe. And so we need to pay attention to the pastures that he's leading us to feed in. And if, let me just say this, if you're feeding more on this thing and that thing and this TV minister and that TV minister, then you are on the truths I'm not saying you have to listen to to pastor preach every day of the week, but the truths that he's leading you to feed on. You understand what I'm saying? Feeding on the truth and digging into the truth of what he's what he's leading us into, that will help to keep you safe so that when you do listen to other things, the spirit of God can say, "Okay, yes this, no that. Yes this, no that. Turn that off. That's not for you right now. Come on." We need the leading of the Spirit, but the leading of the Spirit works in conjunction with the gifts that he gave the body of Christ for their function. And one of the functions of the pastor is to keep you safe. So that means the opinion of the person next to you shouldn't be held in higher regard about what's being said than what pastor's saying. Come on. That means the opinion of Brother Steve shouldn't be held higher of higher esteem than what pastor's saying. And if I preach something that's not in line with what he's saying, go ahead and put that to the side and let him correct it later. Amen. And, and, and move along. But, but what am I saying? I'm saying we've got to stay plugged into the things that God's asking us to stay plugged into in this season. In this time, in this, in this era, amen, uh, 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 of what he's saying for you to do, amen, I, I'm, I'm ministering this because, because it's on my heart, and so take it and get what God has for it, but if he's got you in John chapter 14, by all means, stay in John chapter 14, hallelujah, and just receive the word tonight and add it to what God's saying, but feed on what God's asking you to feed on, amen, and one of the ways he, he guides and directs us is, is through the gift of the pastor. Notice I said the gift of the pastor, because that's what Jesus said. Amen. And so, um, I don't know why I got off on that, but praise God. That's good anyhow. Um, it says uh, that I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he lifts up. Amen. The New King James says takes away, but the, the Greek says lifts up, and so do other translations. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes or cleanses, that it may bear what? More fruit. Amen. You want to bear more fruit? I want to bear more fruit. Amen. Less stubble. Amen. Um, you are already clean because of why? The word which I have spoken to you, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you what? 
abide in me. Amen. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him does what? Bears much fruit. Much fruit, not a little bit of fruit, not some fruit, not fruit some seasons and not fruit the next. He says it bears much fruit, amen, for without me you can do nothing. Doesn't mean you can't be busy doing things, but Jesus says those things are nothing if they're apart from him. You know, we can even be doing something he's asked us to do apart from him and be producing nothing. But when we're abiding with him and in him, we can be doing the things he's called us to do and asked us to do, and then we produce fruit. You know, uh, the, the psalm, I think it's, um, is it uh, Proverbs chapter 3 that says, acknowledge me in all your ways? Um, and, and that word acknowledge doesn't mean like we walk into the room and we're like, howdy, good to see you. Hey, Father, good to see you tonight. Hey, Jesus, good to see you tonight. Acknowledge, that word acknowledge is, is an intimate word. It means, it means to know intimately, to come together intimately. So what, what is he saying? He says, come together intimately with me in all your ways and I will direct your paths. Amen. Isn't that so much better than putting our hard effort? You know, Jesus says, come with me, work with me, and I'll show you. How, how to do, he says, uh, it's the Message Bible, um, which is a paraphrase and not a translation. Um, but but it, I like the way it says it. It, sa- it says, uh, come, are you tired? Are you burned out on religion? Come with me, work with me, and I'll show you how to do it. I'll show you how to work with the unforced rhythms of grace. You know, many times we're, we're uh, burned out, frustrated, or tired because we're doing something without him. And so sometimes it's a matter of, of inviting him back into what we're doing because we, you know, man, we get, we get so prideful. I can, I, I've got this. You know, I, I've, there's been services where I've come to church and, you know, I, I've even heard from Jesus what songs to sing. And I show up and I'm like, all right, I got this. This is going to be a good service, you know. And I sing the songs that he instructed me the night before to and put on my heart. But I did it more leaning on my own effort than I did inviting him to come and work with me. And how many of you know those services were fantastic? No, it was like, Brother Hagin said, you know, uh, it's like you're, you're, you're praying to a brass heaven. It's like everything that I was doing, I'm like trying to exhort y'all, y'all ain't listening. I'm trying to praise God and he ain't listening. Amen. Because it's all just self, you know, self-effort. Not all, but, but you know what I mean. You, you get to where you, you, you kind of, I got this in the bag. Anybody been there but me? I got this in the bag. Maybe, maybe it's uh, uh, you, you're serving in the nursery and you, and you just come in there of your own effort. You usually leave out of there dog tired. The kids don't get ministered to. You don't get ministered to. You don't get refreshed. You're worn out. You got stinky hands from changing diapers, and that's all you got from the night, right? <laughs> but, but when you invite God and when you invite him to come along with you, to work along with you, Come on, you can be praying in the Holy Ghost and and be doing it in your own effort. And I call it dry tongues. And and there is no more life than Mary had a little lamb, right? But when you then instead 
Put your roots down in the whole, into the presence of God. Put your roots down. Focus where you're, where you're putting your, your effort. Amen. And say, Father, I invite you to Holy Spirit, come and fill my mouth. I'm not even going to pray in the Holy Ghost. I may have an unction, but I want to partner that unction together with the one who gives the unction so that I can pray out the things and the mysteries that you have for me to pray out. And how many know it works out better that way? Abiding, abiding, staying connected where, where he wants you to stay connected. Amen. It works, it works with every part because the thing is, is when you start doing things out of your own effort and out of your own energies, it becomes religion. When I get up here and I say uh, uh, words like praise you, Lord, and I give you glory and, and, and we give you praise, Jesus, and I'm saying it out of self-effort. How many of you know I've moved out of life? I can be saying the same words and have the same physical posture and the same crinkled look on my face. And, in, and one service can be pure religion. The other can be pure praise and worship partnered together with the Holy Spirit bringing glory and honor and allowing the anointing to fall. And I'm just using me as an example because I don't want to get y'all mad using you for an example. But I know you're like me. There's services you've come to where you're, you're, you're lifting your hands and you're, and you're singing the words and we exalt you. But you know more exalting him because you're thinking about, can't wait for Zaxby's. Can't wait for Zaxby's. Come on. And, and the thing is, is, is I have just determined, man, I, this year, I, because I don't want any more stubble, I heard one minister say that the things that are silver and gold are the things of intimacy and relationship. They're not even the works. The works come after that, but, but the things of pure gold is the pure intimacy. Because why did, why did the Father create man to begin with? Because he needed minions? No. Because he wanted fellowship. He wanted intimacy. He wanted a son. He wanted a daughter. Glory to God that could choose choose to love, choose to, to, to bring intimacy, choose to offer fellowship. Amen. And so if you need to stop singing the song and stop singing We Exalt You, to stop and say, Lord, I just spent the last 10 minutes doing nothing but exalting my own thoughts, exalting my own mind, exalting Zaxby's, thinking about the this, that, or the other. Just stop and repent. What does repent mean? Turn. You know, the Bible says having a form of godly, there's, there, in the last days, those that have a form of godliness but deny the power of, from those turn away. Sometimes you got to turn away from your own self. Because you got a form of godliness, but you are denying the power right in the moment because you, you're doing a religious motion. You're doing a religious moment. You came to church out of religiosity and not out of relationship. But by God, I am determining this year to change those moments. I'm trying to reduce them. I, I'm, I'll be honest. I don't have a service where I just do that anymore. I've matured past that. But there are still moments I got to yank myself back from the from the thought process of uh, when is the, when what's next? What are we going to do? And enjoy the moment that I'm in, and honor the moment that I'm in, and honor the Father who has called us together to meet with Him, and not just let church. 
church go by and say, I did church tonight, I did church this morning, I did this today, and let those moments go go by, and I've had no power, I've just had a form of godliness. Because I wasn't abiding, I was just residing. Come on. There's a difference between residing in a house with your husband or with your wife or abiding with them. Come on, you can reside in the same house. I know you've never been there, but, but you, can, you can have a disagreement, and you can be residing in the same house, walking through the same laundry room together, moving around the same kitchen together, and you're residing together, but you sure ain't abiding, abiding together. Come on. You can do that with friends, roommates, you know. You, you have a disagreement, and, and you're residing in the same place, but you're not abiding together. Come on, the Lord has not called us to reside with him. He's called us to abide in him. There's a a whole other level that the Lord is calling us to because because when we get up here and we sing something or we we go to to the nursery to serve or we we go to our workplace to, to serve. Come on, we serve at our workplaces just the same way that we serve in the nursery or we ought to be. Abide. The Bible says to do it, all that you do, do it under Jesus. Do it under Jesus. That means your boss man can be acting a fool and you can still do it under Jesus. Come on. And, and instead choose to abide in him in that moment and let the life of God bubble up. Let the answers of God bubble up. Let the wisdom of God bubble up. Come on, because when you're abiding in him, it's not just something to do. God's not giving us a to-do list. He's given us a source of answers of life, of restoration, of freedom, of, uh, of glory, of presence, of blessing. Glory to God. So when he's asking us to abide, he's not just trying to give us something to do during the day like we don't got enough to do. No, he's saying... Instead of doing what you've been doing that's not providing anything, that's not giving any life, that's not giving you any answers, that's not helping your boss out, that's not causing change in your workplace, instead just turn to me and abide in me, set your roots down in me, because I've got the source. And then as you're doing that, fellowship bubbles up, relationship increases, man, it's almost like you're in covenant. Come on. Has the Lord called us to be in covenant or not? This is a covenant relationship. He's asking us to abide together with him because he cut a covenant. See, the father cut a covenant when he spilt the blood of his of his son. And see, he gave you the choice. You didn't have to cut covenant with him, right? But thank God I did. But when I did, I entered into a covenant relationship. And a covenant relationship void of intimacy, come on, that's no relationship, right? That's why in, in, in our marriages, we can't just, we don't, we don't just get the paperwork on the marriage day and say, whoo, ha, ha, I got the paperwork. Praise the Lord, I got the pa- I'm married, I'm married, I'm married, glory. And then we go on about doing our life the way we always did. Did that work for anybody? How many of you know there was a response of our life to covenant? A covenant was cut. A covenant was sealed. And because of that, then now our life response changed. See, we understand this in marriage, but then, but then when God is 
with our relationship with God, we try to do it on our own. But you can't do marriage on your own, right? You can try, but it doesn't work because you're in a covenant. Amen. Let's go down a little bit further. Um, let's see here. He says, uh, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, verse 7, you will ask what you desire and it, what shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you what? Bear much fruit. What does, what does it bring? What brings the Father glory? Us bearing much fruit. So you will be my disciples. For as the Father loved me, I also loved you. Abide in my love. Woo, glory. Aren't you thankful? It says, uh, if you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you so that your sorrow will remain full. So that your joy, my joy, he even says, will remain in you, that your joy may be full. And this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved, as I have loved you. You know, the Lord isn't trying to get something away from you by entering into covenant. He's trying to pour things into you. He's not trying to remove something by causing you. Well, I'll, I'll take that back. He is trying to remove some stuff by asking you to abide. But it's stuff that is not providing anything anyway. It's dead weight. Right? Uh, what did Paul say? He said, he said, lay aside every sin and every weight that easily besets you. He said, he said that, that, that weights can pull you down when you're trying to run a race. And, and in the same way, the Lord is trying to remove the things that, that are calling for our effort, calling for our energy, calling for our thought process, calling for our, 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 our affections that will provide nothing in return. And instead, he's offering this covenant relationship, glory to God, that says, if you instead put your thoughts and your energy and your affections and your time into me, glory to God, then in return, I'll be able to give you everything that I've got. So I'll be able to provide the things that you're actually looking for by putting your energies into all these other things. What a deal. Come on. Let me even just say this. The Think about who's offering this. Come on. It's not Brother Steve offering this. Come on, if I offered to be in partnership and covenant with you, I'd be able to provide some things, little here and there. And it might be a help to you, and that could be a blessing. But this is the Father God, the God of all creation, the one that Pastor was exhorting us on at the end of praise and worship this morning, the one who created all of the heavens and the earth and the universe. This is the one who gave up his son, glory to God, and, and, and decided to bankrupt heaven in order to get you back into the family of God. He's the one that has already saw you before the foundations of the earth. And planted and, and, and planned a, a purpose and a desire for you. This is the Father God who's offering his fellowship and his abiding to you. And he's doing it through Jesus. We know we see over in Hebrews in chapter 4. Turn over there real quick. I'm not going to go too much longer. Somebody say amen. But this is... This is what he says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. He says, let us therefore come boldly to the Kmart. Therefore, let us come boldly down to the Winn-Dixie. Therefore, let us come boldly into Brother Steve's house. No. He says, therefore, come boldly. Look at this invitation. There is no higher place 
that you could be invited into. There is no higher court. There is no higher king's uh, uh, chambers. There is no higher uh, uh, place of intimacy. Think about this invitation just for a moment. Because sometimes we read past these things and, and move along. And, and, but think about just for a moment the invitation that's being offered here. Right? We, we're not in being invited to, to, the, to the president's or the Oval Office. Though that would, that would be an honor, right? If, if you got an invitation to the Oval Office, it would be an honor. Whoa, what do they, they want me to come for? Right? No, this is an invitation to the throne of God. Do we believe that or, or don't we? He says, therefore, come boldly. Don't slink in. Don't, don't try to work your way in. Don't, don't, don't try to faith confession your way in. Come on. Whatever religious thing you've been trying to do to get into the presence of God, stop it. Instead, the real reaction of faith is to come boldly. Because that's what the word says. Right? Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help. Woo, glory to God. We've got, a, we've got an invitation from the Father to come boldly into his presence. And he doesn't say come on Sundays. Right? He didn't say come when you've prayed enough. He doesn't say come when your word level's high enough. No, he said come boldly. And just in case you thought it was going to be about what you could do, he said I'm actually offering you to, I'm calling it the throne of grace, and I'm telling you to come when? In a time of need. To obtain what? Mercy and help. That means I can march on into the presence of the Lord after I yelled at my kids because they were aggravating me on my last nerve. I can come boldly and say, Lord, forgive me. I got in the flesh. Help me be a better father. I obtain mercy and I obtain help. I'm not just getting forgiveness. Glory to God. I'm getting grace to help in the time of need. Glory to God. That's why when your boss is on your last nerve, you don't, you don't plug into that. You stay plugged into the throne of God. You stay plugged into the presence of the power. You stay plugged into the word of God. Glory to God. Because out of that will come mercy. Then will come help. And will come grace in the time of need. Amen. That's why when you approach the word, you stay plugged in. Because then you find the help. And the mercy and the grace, glory to God, in the time of need. Well, I don't really need anything. Let me tell you something. Yes, you do. We won't talk to your spouse to find out what it was. But, but glory to God, every time we come to the word, there's a, there is help in time of need. Every time we come to his presence, there's help in the time of need. Every time we say, I love you, Jesus, there is help in the time of need. Glory to God. Every time we say, we worship you, Lord, we come to magnify you. There is help in the time of need. There's grace being poured out. There's presence being poured out. There's glory being imparted. There's revelation that is bubbling up. Glory to God. God, this is an awesome deal we got going on here. Hallelujah. He's calling us to abide. He's calling us to what? Abide. Amen. So as we abide, you know, uh, aren't you glad you're qualified to abide? That's what that scripture is telling us. We're qualified to abide. You know, we disqualify ourselves from abiding. 
We won't disqualify us this Sunday night crowd, so typically we're not going to disqualify ourselves from coming and visiting, right? We're going to come to church. We're going to come to prayer. We're going to come and do these things because, because we know we need to. But don't disqualify yourself from abiding in his presence. He is with you all the time. The psalmist said, I can't even make my bed in Sheol and you not be there. What does that mean? That means at any moment you can turn your heart, you can put your roots down a little bit deeper. He's there. And like we said earlier tonight, he's there with everything that he offers. Man, the Father is so amazing and good. He's so wonderful. He doesn't just say, all right, Joby, we know how you feel. Try to grit it out a little bit longer. No, he, he comes and he has everything that he is with him. Amen. Hallelujah. He's got the victory. He's got our blessing. He's got our vision. He's got our revelation. He's got our significance. He's got our identity. Glory to God. And in him, when we begin to look and when we begin to draw and we begin to seek, amen, the Bible says, seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open. Ask and it will be given. <laughs> he didn't say seek and I might show up. He didn't say knock and I'll be there eventually. He didn't say ask and I'll think about it. Glory to God. That's the, that's the God sometimes we think we serve. But he's not just God like Pastor said. He's our father. Amen. If the, and the Bible says that if he knows how to give, if, if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, that if they ask for a, for a bread, we don't give them a stone. Right? I'm hungry. Well, here's a stone. Suck on it. Gnaw on, gnaw on this bone. No. We give them food. We, we give them nourishment. We give them need. Amen. Even when they offer nothing to us. Babies cry and grump and whine and complain and, and, and moan and begroan. And, and, we, and we being evil, being natural what that is what that means. We, we dote over them. This little thing that offers nothing to us. But because they're made in our image. Oh, y'all about made me kick my shoe off right there. Because they're made in our image, we dote over them. We look, we, we bring them in close. We hold them. We love them. We don't say, I wish you, I, you little, you need to grow up. No, we, we, we spend time nurturing and loving and pouring into and feeding and getting up uh, uh, late and getting up early and, 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 and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving ad nauseum. Because why? Because they're made in our image. We see the, who they are. In this little grumpy package is our DNA, is a future, is a destiny. It's, it, it, and it calls to us. It calls to us in the middle of the night. And we don't ignore it, we answer. How, we being evil. Come on, what is our father doing? We think we got, we've got to put on, put on some sort of air. Oh, Father. I mean, we've, we pick on other denominations, but we've got our word of faith air. Oh, I come to you in faith. And it means nothing. Not unless it's coming from here. Not unless it's pouring out of connection, of actual faith. Come on. Lay aside the religiosity. Lay aside the religion and come to him boldly. 
Father, I need you right now. And I know your word promises me you are here. I need answers in this situation. I Come boldly. Stick them roots down and abide right in the middle of, of the day. Come on, he's there. He's there. He's there. Glory to God. He's there in a in a 40-hour work week. He's there in a 60-hour work week. Glory to God. He's there when things are going good and, and the air's real fresh. Glory to God. And you rolled, you got your windows rolled down on your way to the, your lunch break. And he's there when it's not time to take a lunch break because everything's going haywire. Glory to God. He's the same Jesus. He's got the same power. He's got the same answers. He's got the same victory. Don't be moved by your flesh. Don't be moved by fear. Feelings, glory to God. Dig, dig deep down on the inside <laughs> where our help comes from. Hey! Be a believer. Act like a Christian. Hallelujah. I'll stop there. I could keep going, but. Mike wants to come up and play the piano, so we'll, we'll on, honor that and let him come on up. <laughs> Man, God is faithful. Amen. And the awesome thing is, is even if you've been less than faithful in pushing down and abiding, all it takes is a decision, a choice. He's not far off. His presence is here. And even if you choose tonight and wake up in the morning unabided and you remember at lunchtime, I I just spent half a day not abiding. He's there. Plug in. Push in. And that doesn't mean effort. That means, Father, I recognize you're here with me. I'm sorry I've done half the day without you. When there's days that go by, we all have them where we where we just sing. And, and I recognize it, you know, I get home and I get my coffee, you know, at the end of the evening and the day's done and I've not honored and recognized the fact that he was with me like I know I wanted to or like, like he's invited me to. I mean, you know, there's no condemnation in Christ, but there is so much glory and so much blessing and so much victory that's just right there for the taking. And so when I recognize that, you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, gee, I did a lot of this day on my own. I just repent and I plug in. I choose to abide. I choose to say, Father, thank you. Thank you that your grace carried me on this day because it sure wasn't me responding the way I, I should have or I wanted to. And I just honor him and draw in that moment. Don't buy into the lie and push that moment you know what, I'll do better tomorrow. Let me just do stop and abide. No matter where you find yourself, if I, could, if I could impart one thing tonight, wherever you find yourself, where you recognize I, I haven't been abiding, just abide. Just choose right there, Lord, I abide in you. I choose you right now. Because it's simple as that. It's simple as a choice. A choice of faith to just say, I choose to believe what you said about me. I choose to believe what you've provided for me. I choose to believe what you're saying to me. Boom. You're in fellowship and covenant. It's already there for the taking. 
So just take some more this week. Amen? Just take some more this week. Wouldn't that be awesome if we just took some more of all that God was offering, took more fellowship, just took some more intimacy, just took some more relationship, and because of it, we just bore some more fruit. Hallelujah. That's the plan of God. It's awesome, isn't it? Father, we love you tonight. Let's just commit right where you're at. Father God, I commit just to take more of this awesome covenant, but also just to give more because I am in covenant. And so I do give more of my thoughts, my intention, my energy, my focus to you this week. And Lord, if I find myself in a place this week where I haven't been honoring that commitment, I'll just instantly and immediately turn right to you and put my roots down a little bit deeper. Hallelujah. Draw a little more from your presence. Seek your face. And Lord, your word promises that if we would seek, we find. That if we knock, hmm. All it takes is knocking, and it's opened. And then all we got to do is ask, and we receive. So, Father, we recognize the purity and the simplicity of our covenant relationship with you. And we choose to abide in a deeper and fresher level this week, Father. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. Help us, because you're the helper. So we thank you in advance for the help hallelujah, to put into practice the things that we're hearing, Lord. Thank you for leading us to guiding us and directing us. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.